Hey guys, and welcome to the Marriage for Millennials podcast. It is 2.29 on June 28th, so thanks again for listening, or if you're new, hey. I'm your host, Rochelle Ham, creator of RochelleHamm.com and Marriage for Millennials, which is a blog that discusses God's design for family, teaches women to honor Christ before marriage, and prepares younger women for family. And now to put things in my real time, the blog is in the strategically single phase. And what this means is that I do not address specific issues about marriage at this time because I am not married. Um, Instead, my current focus is teaching women to honor Christ before a man and preparing them for family if that is a current desire that they have. Right? So before we get started, as always, I want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with me after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This is going to be posted on the site RochelleHam.com. It's always posted there. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can visit the Facebook page backslash MF Millennials. Um, my Twitter and IG handle is RochelleHam. So you are more than welcome to feel free to follow and talk with me there as well. Um, The podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe there so you won't miss a podcast. All you got to do is type in Marriage for Millennials in the iTunes search bar and it'll pop right up for you. Last thing in regards to housekeeping, if you've been following or even if you haven't, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, um, there are a ton of cool things on the site. Again, RochelleHam.com from books to free courses um, to my closet, um, products, more stuff. Um, So feel free to check out those as well. Alrighty, guys, let's jump right in. Well, happy Wednesday to you guys. Excuse me. I hope that your week has been well so far. Um, Mine's been kind of average. Nothing too um, dramatic has happened. So I hope that your week is going well at least. And if it's not, I hope it gets better. Um, The last podcast I did was with Sam. Um, We had a lot of fun doing that. We talked about sanctification, taking time, um, and that was fun. But this week, I'm going to do things solo, dolo. (laughs) But I think that you'll still benefit um, from what I'm going to talk about. All right. So to get here, you obviously read the title. So you know we're talking about the idolization of marriage and social media women ministers. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about this, though, because not only is this something that I have been guilty of in the past, but it is something that I feel is kind of the horrible new norm of young adult Christianity. And it's kind of watering down or plaguing, maybe plaguing is extreme, but it's watering down what Christianity really is, in my opinion. Um, let me kind of give you a backstory just to kind of explain what I mean. So for those of you that are unaware, um, I grew up in a Pentecostal, word of faith, prosperity gospel church, right? But I was in it though. <laughs> I did praise dancing, I did singing, competitions, revivals, the whole nine. I mean, you name it, I did it. But while I did all of those things, I constantly had questions, right? Um, And so for those of you that are unaware, again, one thing about me is that I'm a pretty matter-of-fact type of person when it comes to truth, right? Like, I don't need the circus show. I don't need the fluff. I hate the fluff. I don't need 
the semantics. Just tell me what it is. I want to know what and why. Straight, direct, no chaser, right? So I had questions about Christianity for years. Like I was always the person asking questions. Like I remember one time, um, I don't know if I said this in the previous podcast, but I remember one time I was at like a girl's sleepover um, at my church and I was younger and they were just basically, I feel like they were basically just talking about don't have sex before marriage or something or don't listen to this type of music or something like that. And I don't know what possessed me to say this, but I just raised my hand and I was like, so when you get married and you're having sex on your wedding night, are you going to play Amazing Grace? Like I was that girl, right? I always had questions and I wasn't afraid to voice my opinion and say what I had to say, right? But every time I would ask questions about Christianity, it seemed like they just never got answered. It was either kind of just like, well, you shouldn't be questioning God or I don't know or just something like this. And I'm just kind of like, does anybody know what they believe and why, you know? And I felt that way from, I was really young. So after hiding my confusion for so long, um, around college time, I eventually got tired and I was pretty much just like, listen, y'all, I don't know if this Christ thing is for me. I'm just not 100% about it, you know? And that's how I felt, but I really felt strongly about that after um, after college. I started, you know, researching other religions, um, Egyptology, and just other things um, that made more sense because people were answering, you know? And it's, it's kind of like when, side note, it's kind of like when I you hear people in church saying, oh, well, when you get to college, you're, they're going to be trying to take you away from Christianity, your biology teacher. It's, and it's like, yes, that is true. But the reason why they're successful more, most of the time is because they have an answer and the church usually doesn't. So it's like a human being is only going to be like, okay, well, I'm going to go over here with this person with the answers. So, and that's how I was starting to feel. So, yeah, I remember, like I said, saying, I don't know if this Christ thing is for me. I I actually remember the conversation I had with my mom where I said just that. Um, and I was serious. And she was heartbroken, but I was serious, you know. Um, so, fast forwarding, you know, I graduate college and I meet this man who would later become my court mate, Sam. <laughs> Sam was and still is. He was on fire for a guy when I met him, right? Something about that drew me to him, but repelled me at the same time because I had so many questions. And at this point, I didn't think that they were able to be answered at all. I just didn't think that it was possible. So as a result, I basically just kind of put Sam straight up in the friend zone at first, you know? So because we had mutual friends... We hung out more and we hung out a lot. And, you know, I quickly learned that Sam is the church guy in his group of friends. Probably in most group of friends, Sam is the theologian. Like, okay, not just like, oh, I go to church on Sundays or watch it on the web. Like, he's the God person. If you want to talk about God, go to Sam, right? And so because I considered him a friend and nothing more, I wasn't trying to impress him. 
So I would drill Sam with questions to see, to basically see what he was made of, like in regards to Christianity. Like, so what about this? And what about this? And what about that? And what about that? Right. And basically I was just thinking that I would eventually get him to understand that this Christianity thing had a lot of holes in it, you know? <laughs> Boy, was I in for a surprise. Sam answered every single question that I had with confidence and more up my alley with evidence. That's what sold me, right? And no lie, <laughs> to this day, I will tell anybody, I believe that God used Sam to bring me back to Christ. I believe it 100%. So this was my first experience with Reformed Christianity. I am not Pentecostal or Baptist. I am Reformed, um, Reformed and Calvinistic, right? I'm a Reformed and Calvinistic Christian. So that was my first experience with it. And it let me realize that, you know, prosperity gospel churches were not the only type of church. So Sam and I kept hanging out and all that stuff. And about a month later, we began courting. So I'm not sure if it was because we had already started talking about marriage from day one, um, but Sam was already listening to Vody Bauckham's uh, messages on biblical manhood and, and, and family. So I kind of jumped in and listened with him and listened to things about biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. I loved it. I know I still do, but, I, but it was just so refreshing to hear like actual biblical stuff on things other than just the status quo that you learn in these other churches. So it was all I consumed. You know, I read books on how to be an awesome wife. And, you know, I, I even went further and I found some popular women ministers that seemed to embody biblical womanhood. And I stalked them too, <laughs> right? Now, don't get me wrong. You know, it's always great to surround yourself with people to model. You know, heck, Titus 2 encourages us to do that, to get that type of guidance from older godly women. But there are a couple things wrong with the picture that I just painted to you that I did and that people are doing now. And that's what I, what I, what I want to get into today. So I have about... Four things um, that I wanted to talk about and just kind of touch base on um, in regards to the idolization of marriage and social media women ministers. Okay, first, the Bible isn't just limited to marriage, right? Remember, I told you that when I first became Reformed, biblical womanhood consumed me. It was all I read about and it was all I looked about on social media. Now I couldn't tell you most of I couldn't tell you an answer to most of the objections about Christianity, but I sure could tell you how to be the perfect wife in God's eyes. Sometimes I even talk with friends and I ask them what they're reading because I'm a big reader. I um, read about a book a month. Um, I have to be reading something at all times. Um, I actually just finished The Explicit Gospel by Matt Chandler, and that book was awesome, um, especially if you're looking to like see God for who he is, see what the gospel actually says, not these traditional traditions that these churches do, but what the Bible actually says and what it means to be a Christian, I would recommend that book to you. But back to what I was saying. Um, 
you, I, I would ask my friends what they were reading, and it's the same story. Oh, you know, something about relationships, love, how to be a better wife, or how to find a husband, right? There's something wrong with that. Ladies, there's something wrong with that because the Bible isn't just limited to marriage. And what it's showing is that you don't want God for God. You just want the perks of marriage that come with being a believer. And that's a very slippery slope. It is. And not only is it very much so a slippery slope, it's also very limiting and kind of insulting (laughs) in a way because women serve more purpose in the kingdom than just this and just marriage, you know? So that's something I want you to think about. Ladies, while sanctification does take time, You should be growing in your walk with Christ and bearing fruit. I wrote something on Facebook the other day, and I want to read some of it for you so you can get more of a picture of what I'm saying. So this is what I wrote. In the grocery store, you know, you have the greeters who were just there to welcome you. Usually the nicest ones, not really confrontational. You have the ones that help you along the way, a little bit more stern, but that's about it. Last, you have the cashiers that tell you, you can't get to this until you pay the price. Point blank, period. Do you see where I'm getting at? So, biblical womanhood was that greeter for me, right? And after I came reformed, after I became reformed, it biblical womanhood is truly what got me sold out to Christ again. Just because I felt like I was actually hearing what the word actually had to say, and um, I finally just felt fulfilled in God's word, right? But I, but from there, I had to grow, and you do as well. At a certain point, you've got to understand what it is you believe apart from God's design for family. You, ha- you have to know other things um, or God's messages, other messages to you other than Titus 2, Ephesians, and Proverbs 31. At a certain point, you got to grow. And you do that by getting to know him better. Reading the word, not just books on marriage or Bible verses on marriage. Two, the comparison game. Okay? So there are a couple popular women ministers on Instagram and Although some of their followers are there for the Christ that they show, let's keep it real. A lot of people are there for the life that they show. They have the perfect life with endless clothes and Louis Vuitton and Christian Louboutin and Hermes and the perfect beauty. They have the perfect husband or the perfect children, right? And if you can if we can all be honest here, you want their life. Period. You want their life. It looks good. It looks great. The lighting is perfect. The face is beat. The hair is laid. And the body is banging. You want their life. What is wrong with this, though, is that all of those things are not promised to us. And prospering doesn't make us any more saved than the next believer. But don't social media ministers make us feel that way at times? Right. Like I, 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 there's this one, (laughs) there's this one, um, popular woman minister. Right. And like, you know, 
her husband has a certain type of status and she always makes it seem like if your husband is not flying you to Dubai and he's not, you know, giving you roses every five seconds and then you didn't get the one, right? Like God isn't sovereign. Like the husband you have wasn't picked for you by God. You see what I'm saying? Like things like that, they just cause us to stumble. And it just causes us to simply not know how to be content with our portion, right? And now a part of that is a you issue. I'll be honest and I'll say that. There's a heart check that needs to be had. There's a relationship that you need to have with God so that you feel more contentment in your life and, you know, doesn't really have much to do with the ministers that you follow. However, the Bible also tells us not to take part in making others stumble. So, for example... If I know I have an alcoholic friend around me, as a Christian, although I can partake in alcohol that does not lead to drunkenness, I should not partake in that alcohol in front of that brother and sister struggling with alcoholism because it can cause them to stumble. So how does that apply here? It applies here because a lot of us ladies are struggling with envy and contentment and your favorite woman minister shouldn't be aiding in that struggle. Three, their doctrine is off, but idealization won't let you realize that. That's a big one. (laughs) I'm going to just say that. That is a big one. As you grow, you'll be able to see what is biblical and what is not. You'll be able to see what is heresy and what is not. And you'll be able to see what is like borderline heresy, but still kind of biblical. And that's what I see a lot of the the biblical woman ministers kind of treading the line on at times. There are so many, God told me, let me flip this scripture to fit my narrative. Let me post petty posts and attach Jesus to it so it can seem Christian ministers out here. Okay. And that's not biblical. (laughs) But since it's wrapped up in all of your girly desires, you can't snap out of the funk to see that the doctrine is off. And at the end of the day, you are following this woman minister because of Christ. So if the doctrine is off and the doctrine is what is God's word, why are you following this person if the doctrine is off? You can't follow someone for Christ but not respect the actual doctrine. Like it doesn't doesn't make sense. Does that make I hope that makes sense to you listening to this. Um so you have to be able to snap out of that funk and just see that the doctrine is off. Now, that's a whole other podcast in itself, but I just wanted to kind of place that in your mind so that you can think about that um, until I find some time to discuss that more in detail. Last, four. They should not be substitution for your personal relationship with God, right? That person or that book should not be substituting you reading God's word. And to be honest, if you are reading God's word constantly, after a while, you would have read all the things about marriage, right? (laughs) So eventually you would have no choice but to study other parts of the Bible because you would have ran out of marriage material, (laughs) pretty much. As you walk with Christ, I want to end this on this. As you walk with Christ, ladies, just remember to always be renewed in him and always be striving for a higher place in him.
just try to grow in him, right? And if you find that your only interest in God is in marriage or love or relationship or finding someone, or if you find yourself idolizing your favorite social media minister, you may need to hit the unfollow button and you may need to go back to the drawing board. All right, ladies. Well, that's all I have for you today. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I want you guys to remember this is going to be posted on the site, rochelham.com. You can also type in marriagemillennials.com. It'll take you right there. So if you have any questions, feel free to comment on the post on the website. Or you can visit the Facebook page, again, backslash mfmillennials. My Twitter and IG handle is rochelham. Um, Feel free to follow and talk with me there as well. Um, the podcast is on iTunes, so subscribe so that you won't miss one. Just type in Marriage Millennials in the, po- in the iTunes search bar, and it'll type up. Um, in regards to kind of like the website names and stuff, <laughs> we're going through a little transition, um, and it's going to change again. Just want to let you know that. So don't kind of worry about that. Just worry about the content. You're still able to get to the site, like I said, if you type in RochelleHam.com or MarriageMillennials.com. So don't worry about that. Alrighty? Alright, guys. I hope that you have a great rest of the week. Um, and remember, look for a second thing to be grateful for. The first thing being that you're alive and made in God's image. Alrighty, guys. Love you, ladies. Take care. Bye. Hey guys, Rochelle here coming to you with a PSA, a public service announcement. I wanted to just give props to the music on this podcast. Um, the first song you hear, the intro song, is Set Me Free by um, Myron Butler. I love that song. That's my jam. Um, and the song that you're listening to right now is Drowning by KB. Love that as well. Um, listen to the songs. Love them. And if you love them as much as I do, purchase them. Um, I'm always in support of supporting um, Christian artists. So um, feel free to do that and take care. Bye.